there, and welcome to another edition of the 1% Better Podcast with your host, Rob O'Donoghue. Hello there. Welcome to another episode of the 1% Better Podcast, one with a difference. We're in between the seasons. As I record this, I've just put the final touches to the intro show to season three, which should come out in the next week or so. Excited to release that, and there's lots of good hopefully useful information in there about what's coming ahead with snippets of the first four episodes of the 1% Better Show for Season 3. So that will be coming soon. In this one, it is me being interviewed as opposed to me doing the interviewing. Last week, I did a live Facebook interview with Larry G. Maguire, otherwise known as The Larb. His own podcast is called The Larb and he's been releasing for the last number of years. I interviewed Larry on the 1% Better Show last year. And he had asked to switch roles at some point in the future. And we made it happen last week. We talked about creativity was the main theme. And during the 40 or so minutes, we went into a lot of different angles and directions that came up during the conversation. I talked about creativity, getting up at 5am, podcast interviews that stood out, work-life balance, lots and lots of other stuff. Honestly, it was quite free form. Larry's a really good interviewer in that he let me talk, which can be difficult as an interviewer might know. Sometimes jumping in is what you want to do, but it's hard to, to hold back. But Larry did a good job and I really enjoyed chatting with him. So I said I'd share it out on the Robert the Green channel. I'll have links to Larry's site in the notes for this episode as well. And hopefully it's something to listen to and enjoy before we get season three up and running in the next uh, week or so just trying to finalize a date for that but we're ready to go and i'm really really looking forward to doing it this whole thing is an ongoing snowball and it's getting bigger and bigger from the perspective of enjoyment at least and hopefully this season it'll go into broader ranges new topics broadening the audience will be great as well that's down to you guys and your help sharing it out enjoy the conversation i had with larry mcguire on the larb and do check out his content on youtube and on patreon links again will be with the show notes take care enjoy and good luck the larb live the uh, experiment you might say taking the podcast live in 2019 and tonight uh, i'm chatting with robert dunhu from the wonderful county of cork and uh, not originally a Corkonian, if I'm correct on that. You're very uh, correct. Um, welcome along, Rob. Rob is the uh, presenter of the 1% Better podcast and has been uh, chatting to some really interesting people. Um, I thought it'd be a good guy to have a conversation with about this whole subject of creativity and uh, uh, performance and self-improvement, etc. Uh, so welcome along, Rob. Thanks for coming along and joining me tonight. How have you been? I'm good. Thanks so much for the invite, Larry. Uh, looking forward to being creative about some of these answers, right? So just seeing what <laughs> comes up as we go. Um, but yeah, doing well. And, uh, you know, it's a Friday evening, so it's always kind of the, the best part of the week almost. You better believe so, yeah. it. Um, uh, you, you're, you have some uh, recent adjustment to make to uh, your schedule and profile an additional member of the household. Yeah, new new uh, with that. Thank you, thank you very much. New little boy, uh, he's about nine and a half weeks old at this point. So, getting adjusted and and certainly 
uh, understanding what everybody has been saying about the whole lack of sleep. Um, <laughs> just, I, I know it's probably a, a cliche or whatever, but um, definitely the first few weeks when he came home, uh, it, it was like a bit of an eye opener or, or, or an eye, eye closer or whatever way you want to look at it. Yeah. But now we're getting into a bit more of a rhythm. And as I think I said to you off, off air uh, last year, one of the things I, I did as a kind of a self-improvement activity was get up at 5 a.m. every day for a month and see to see if I could get it get it going and get it into a habit so it has stuck so um definitely this year so far it's been useful because I still get up at five he doesn't typically wake till about half six or seven so I can have like nearly 90 minutes of three 30 minute blocks of just doing stuff that I want to do and I feel like geez I've got something done and I'm still able to spend an hour with him before I get to work so yeah it's uh it's working out so far anyway touch wood the the early rising um i i tried it uh and i do it i do it when i need to i but if i've no one else um kind of on my mind if i don't have to meet somebody or i don't have an appointment or i don't like book a a session in the gym or something like that i'll stay in bed you know and i might do that half five thing for a little while but it doesn't stick now i don't see that as a problem Mm mm-hmm uh, getting up, not getting up early. I tend to get up early when I want, when I when I need to or when I want to. But mm-hmm. uh, what what have you found has been different in you, you applying this thing, this this kind of thing to your schedule? So I actually, and how I, did you do it? Because yeah, you know, look, I'm not, an, I'm I regard myself as a nighttime person. I'll sit up all night. Yeah. You know? So so there was a, an epiphany to me a few years ago about this and. Like I, I wasn't always a, a half five or six or whatever. It would have been seven and just getting to work and in a bit of a rush, kind of feeling like you're you're behind already. Um, and I was at home. I think it was I don't know two years ago, maybe sitting at home watching TV one night, and I realized I was watching maybe an episode of Friends that I had fucking seen about a thousand times. And I'm like, this is just not good productivity productivity use you know not yeah, a good what am i doing here yeah yeah so i said right if i just don't watch this episode go to bed that little bit earlier you know there's this kind of thing maybe that you're saying oh go to bed at 10 o'clock that's crazy that's outrageous or nine o'clock or whatever so it started to look, go to bed earlier get up earlier i'm naturally better in the morning with just doing stuff um i tend to leave like podcast editing or brain dead stuff till 10 o'clock at night if i am staying up Whereas if I'm trying to write something or just use the brain, I try to get up that bit earlier. So I started it and that would have been at six o'clock for, for a year or more and was finding I was getting stuff done. I was getting maybe 20 minutes, 30 minutes of chunks of work done. Um, and and I, But I still felt, Jesus, if I could get maybe up a bit earlier, I could even get more done. So that's when I ratcheted it back to, to five. So got into the habit of doing that between five and five thirty. Um, most of the time and any earlier I think is kind of ludicrous it, it's getting into kind of madness territory where you're probably you know in the past have might even been going to bed at that stage but um, so I'm kind of okay with five I'm not like Mark Wahlberg who talks about getting up at 2.30 in the morning and I saw his schedule it's ridiculous um, but, but what I've actually thought about recently was to kind of make it stick I, I kind of planned the night before or the week before of what one thing am I going to do that morning that I really, really enjoy doing? Now, you might say going to the gym or whatever. Sometimes that's not that enjoyable. Sometimes you, you, if that's the first thing you're going to do in the morning when you're getting up, you're thinking, Jesus, I'd rather stay in bed. 
Whereas for the last while, I might get up and write for 30 minutes and write on a topic or write on something that, that I generally don't have to move too far to do. And I know at the end of those 30 minutes, I'm actually really alive and feeling like in, in, in a flow state. So control, uh, I found that in the morning times when, when I do get up and the, the world is asleep, this, this sense of like harmony or something like that, uh, that you are, you mentioned control that you are actually in control of your day rather than speeding out the door and killing people on the road, trying to get to your office or wherever it is you're working. Yeah. And you've accomplished something. And I think that that it gives you for me, it makes me probably a bit more relaxed about the day ahead and uh, and knowing I've done something that I, I want to get done rather than leaving it at night when you don't know what's going to happen in the course of the day that might throw that off and it might yeah. be more difficult. But, yeah, the point of getting up where everybody else is asleep and you're the only person around and you can have your coffee and just crack into it. That that's work. That's working for me anyway. So yeah. I'm stick for now yeah absolutely so um your main game is the uh is the one percent better podcast tell us a little bit about the concept around that why you record it what it is you're trying to achieve by doing it uh if indeed Mm -hmm. anything in particular for yourself other people etc yeah no 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 worries so i guess i've been interested in consuming podcasts for for many years now and a few years ago I kind of said, Jesus, I, I love learning and I learned so much through the episodes, through the, the, the interviews that I would listen to. Would it be a kind of a crazy idea for me to kind of interview a few people in, in my kind of immediate network from a, a business perspective that, that I know and, and do it and put it out there and kind of flip the, the mode from, you know, consumer to, to producer? Mm. I was uh, probably, you know, getting carried away, not carried away with myself from the perspective of that you can do it. I certainly wasn't thinking stardom and millions of downloads and all of that good stuff. It was more just that fear of like, God, if I do this and I put it out there, it's people are going to judge me. And, you know, there was that kind of ongoing uh, feeling of, I don't like using the imposter syndrome. Everybody uses that term now, but it's just that you're, you're, you're being judged and am I good enough sort of thing. So, um, it, it was, it was an ongoing challenge to kind of push through that. And, and I said, yeah, look, do a, do the, the topic was around self-improvement, professional development, personal development, areas that I'm interested in myself. So instead of doing it about, I don't know, blockchain or technology that I wouldn't be that deeply interested in, and you probably lose interest a few episodes in, uh, stick to what you know, stick to what you like to what learn yourself. You, yeah. yeah, and uh, and and get something out of it. So kind of committed to doing 10 or so episodes hadn't uh, even the one percent better name kind of only came after a number of episodes being recorded i hadn't released them i was kind of toying with different ideas the the rub of the green thing was there from the start and that's just kind of a play on the word or the, the, the cliche of rub of the green a bit of luck irish names rob all of that um so so when the one percent idea came i think i was chatting to somebody out one night and it was just i was like talking about a marginal improvements and whatnot and and it was like even if it was just one percent, it just kind of stuck. Uh, now looking looking around now, there's other one percent better podcasts out there, and there's the one percent idea, the mindset. Is, you know, it's not completely innovative. I'm not claiming that I came up with the idea or anything like that, but uh, but it 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 works. Um, and and that's kind of been the the mantra, I suppose, going forward. So when I do interview people from whatever 
a walk of life. We talk about their own background, what's made them successful, and try to get you know focuses focused in on some approaches that they might use or lessons they've learned from a massive failure, and you know the the common themes that come up then across the different worlds that they live in is very very interesting because you can see certain patterns emerge you can see what drives the people forward it's maybe out of the 100 plus that i've done i've released about 95 or 6 and i've about another 12 recorded you know very very rarely would you actually talk to somebody that says i know this all just happened by luck uh, I, I got lucky it all just yeah. worked out i had no plan you know there's always nearly a plan there's always a, an intention, there's always a focus, there's always a commitment, there's practice, all of these things that come up. So um, so it's interesting, uh, you know, that that uh, you get to, to talk to these people and certainly wouldn't be talking to them if we didn't have a podcast to to kind of use as, as leverage. Um, and, and yeah, it's just so much fun. And, uh, and then uh, through that, through doing that, I got more confidence, I suppose, in myself and started doing the odd solo ep- episode and just talking about stuff I'm interested in and going into a bit more detail about, about that as well. So, uh, amazing journey and the, the best thing I'd say I've ever done for, for myself, um, for, for my own growth and development. And, and yeah, like, keep long may it continue, I well, hope. This is, your, this is your creative outlet, you might say. Yeah, like I'm, like I'm looking at your background there and you have paintings and brilliant drawings done like i'm you know when you talk creativity and you might be growing up in school and you're painting and stuff jesus that's just the furthest thing i could ever be good at like a matchstick men sort of creativity that would be about the height of it so um this is for me seems to work it's it's tapping into the stuff i'm passionate about it's uh sharing conversations that are hopefully of value to me and others meaningful um and and it's true to, I suppose, through the through the voice, and maybe getting a bit more uh, improving a little bit on on writing as well, and and getting more confidence in that. Because I guess with the writing stuff, what I struggle with early on is, am I writing? Is it is it is, is it a aligning to a proper style or whatever? And now the more I've got into it, the more you just realize this is my style. And yeah. feedback I get from you know random people is like, oh, I really like the way your style of writing is. It comes across very not you but just very original in that respect yeah. and it was like yeah i guess so and it just gives you that confidence just to keep going in that way you know yeah i can relate to the the, the confidence thing and getting started you know um it was similar for me in writing but there was something there that kind of um drew me kept drawing me in uh, it sounds like that's how it was for you you know even though you're maybe nervous or apprehensive about sticking your neck out in a way you hadn't done before and how people would react and all that kind of thing. It's it's almost that you're compelled to do it and, and explore it and see what happens, you know? Yeah, couldn't agree more. Um, like I've done, I don't know, many blogs at this stage. Not that many, but each one is probably a little bit better than the last from the perspective of how it's how it's shaping up and how I'm actually getting to a point and actually, you know, um, there's something, a takeaway. And for a long time, I was kind of writing and summarizing it at the end. And somebody pinged me last year saying, I liked what you wrote, but there was no very clear call to action. And I hadn't even a clue what a call to action was, you know. So I'm looking at structure of how to put these blog posts together a little bit more now. and It's helping. Um, But I guess as long as, it's it's from within and you're not putting it out there 
for the sake of just putting stuff out there. You, you, you look, you can see the, the million top 10 tips of how to do X and Z, and they're just regurgitations of, of anything else out there. Um, so try to shy away from that. And, and I think if I hit post or whatever on something, um, I've put effort into it. I, I, if nobody likes it, if nobody shares it or whatever, I know I've learned something from it. Mm. And that's kind of my barometer, I suppose, for want of a better word, all the time of just saying, right, this is important. I've learned something from it and it, it'll be of value to me at some point, you know. So it kind of leads me into um, one of the questions that I have um, uh, if nobody bought or applauded or congratulated what you were doing, would it still be creative to you and w- would it even matter? Um, yeah, like I would say <laughs> absolutely it, it, it would. It, 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 it's um, kind of the term of, you know, post for value rather than for likes or for, for feedback or comments. It, it sticks with me. And at this point in time, the more I've been doing it, the more value or benefits I've got in other parts of my life as a result. So, so for me, it's, it, you know, nothing has been bought out of it. I'm not really selling anything at this stage anyway. Um, but it, uh, it's the, the learnings and picking up along the way by doing it have been yeah. very rewarding, enriching and, and just creating, I, I think, you know, from people that know me, see me as a happier person as, as a result of having that outlet, you know, you do the day job, you know, you, there's certain creativity in your in most people's work, and maybe more in some than others. But um, but having this to kind of throw yourself into in the morning or in the evening or at the weekends or whatever, um, it it's a it's 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 cathartic. It's just kind of stress relieving, and it's it's a good ha- habit. You know, it's a good. It's good. There's no other better. There's no better reason to do it than than it feels good. You know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think I heard. Uh, I was to a podcast last week with Stephen Fry, you know, Stephen Fry, the, the English guy, and he was on Sam Harris or whatever, and he was saying, like, he's an average actor, he's an average, he's average at lots of things, but he just writes because he just absolutely loves the, the little bit of a journey you go on when you're mm. sitting down to say, right, I want to write about authenticity and try to figure out what that means and polish up something at the end and it could take a few weeks and you could go over and back and it's it's a bit of a toil or whatever but if you can kind of say yeah jesus actually that that was enjoyable and for those 20 minutes of there whatever you're kind of lost in it mm. uh, and and whatever that expression of creativity is for whomever uh you know it can be anything i think that that's something you should be kind of feeding uh, on a regular basis because it just helps with with all the other stuff i suppose those, going on yeah it's like that those short or long periods well the longer the better i think though those periods in your work where you're completely engrossed and everything else kind of disappears almost it's almost like you disappear and it's like you're just in the work and it's not easy like you said but th- there is this kind of uh process of something being made it's it's pretty cool when you come out of it and have a look at it that oh look what look what i just did or look what i was just involved in it's pretty cool that way yeah, and, and what I would say to people that are doing it or, or kind of trying stuff, like there's different, I suppose, it works differently for different people that sometimes people might want to get to that state they may need an hour or 90 minutes or, or longer to really dive deep in it, whereas others might, might be able to dip in for 20 minutes and dip out and others might need a full day or whatever. So it's uh, it's probably not to just 
give up after X amount of time because it's not catching for them. Um, so it's kind of having a, I think creativity going back to the question as well is that it, it's, it's about coming up with ideas, getting lost in it, uh, but having a bit of structure around it as well. Mm. Sometimes I, I don't know if you heard of the, the Pomodoro technique, you might've heard of that. It's kind of a, it's 25 minutes is basically what to say. You kind of set it. I set a timer sometimes on the, on internet explorer or Chrome or whatever. Um, and I hit start and it, for those 25 minutes, I'm focused on this one thing and I'm dived into it. Now it could be 30 minutes, it could be an hour. Yeah. Um, so you're kind of putting a bit of structure around it. You're, you're putting a bit of boundaries and rules to kind of focus. Yeah. Uh, but then throw yourself into it. Sometimes if you say, oh, I have the whole day now and I'm going to just yeah, be creative. For <laughs> you can just be yeah. all over the place and not yeah. have an output Absolutely. again, you know. So yeah. It's important, I think. Yeah. That's why um, uh, kind of uh, deadlines work um, because it does focus your attention into actually getting the stuff done. And a lot of creative people might say, oh, you know what, I just kind of go with the flow of it and, and that's fine. But if you really want to get some quality work done, there's got to be a, a boundary within what you're doing in order to kind of corral you a little bit, corral your your attention and your focus into get that get getting that piece of work done. Yeah. So, so my my day job is around project management, and and that's the kind of the fundamentals of timelines, deadlines, tasks, and and you know get it done by X amount by a certain date. So. So in a weird way, that kind of structure has absolutely helped me with the podcast stuff and, and getting these type of things done. So if I said I'm going to release every Friday, I'll pretty much stick to it because that other part of my brain is kind of talking to me saying this yeah. is committed to. Um, so it, it's, it's, a, it's a dichotomy, but it, it seems to work and it keeps me on track get, getting things done. So I didn't realize, you know, 10 years ago or whatever, when I was getting into that PM world, that those skills are, are very much life skills that are very beneficial and no matter what you do, um, you have the focus of, is there a plan? Is there a, an end goal? And, you know, what is the value of doing it? So, um, so it's kind of tying them together nicely. Out of the people you've interviewed to date, who do you think, maybe two or three, that have been the biggest influence on how you think in terms of what they've achieved, maybe the process that they've gone through. Uh, hmm. Who do you think? Yeah, like I, I've asked, I've been asked it a few times and like one, the first person that'll come up just because he was actually on Joe Rogan's podcast this week uh, and he was on mine two years ago. So I, I, that's the first overlap guest I think I have with Joe Rogan. Okay, and, right. and this guy is Colin O'Brady. He's, um, he's a kind of an adventure explorer. He, uh, he's just after been the first person ever to walk across um, Antarctica. Oh, oh, it took him 54 days carrying a sleigh of 300 pounds. Um, he's, a, he's, a, he's a slight build guy, but he's a beast from the resilience perspective. Mm. Um, the same guy was nearly an Olympic swimmer, and then he, did, he, he got real bad at burns on a holiday and took him a year to kind of recover, and then he went and won a triathlon, and then he started doing Ironman. He is just phenomenal focus uh, resilience and um uh and then he did he climbed all the, the top seven peaks in the world and the north and south pole in the shortest time ever so he's multiple world records um and i just when i interviewed him 
I knew his backstory a little bit and it was just a really interesting conversation and, and some of the, the things that stood out was, you know, focus meditation and he does long, sometimes 10 day retreats and that helps him when he's in these very challenging environments to kind of just push through um, and he talked a lot about that on the Joe Rogan podcast there during the week as well about those 54 days doing this across Antarctica. He said like, you know, minutes felt like or hours could have felt like minutes when he was so in the zone. Mm-hmm. Um, he was definitely one that I, I always say, and it kind of probably bored, bored people if they heard that one be, before. Um, who else? I, I, I was talking offline. I've just interviewed uh, Sheila from um, Wild Wild Country, if you've seen the Netflix show. Uh, haven't released that episode yet. Um, she was a good one to get. Uh, she was Bagwan. brilliant. In the- she was the number one lady for Bagwan. What was his name? Bagwan Rajneesh. Rajneesh or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. So she was his secretary or kind of like right hand woman and uh, very interesting lady. Um, went to jail for twenty eight months, I think, as a result of some of the stuff that she did in um, in that commune in in Oregon um, and. Uh, we we talked about leadership. We talked about some of her upbringing and how how you know she had those kind of principles or focus points when she was yeah. I've lost you. Hopefully you'll come back. Now let's see. I think we need to get this man again. So we've just lost Rob for a couple of minutes. Hopefully um, we'll uh, get him back if he can stay. Yes, we're back. I don't know. Yeah, I could hear you all along there. So Okay, great. So anyway, you were talking about uh, Sheila. Yeah, so Sheila was, you know, fascinating. Talked about leadership, talked about her, her upbringing, things that you mightn't have really touched on during the um, during the, the show that, yeah. that she was on netflix which which was very interesting so so that was that was really good um and then during season two one that jumps out uh, again going back to kind of mindfulness meditation i talked to a guy called david g he's um he has his own kind of meditation practice school he's uh he worked with deepak chopra for about 10 years in uh, the chopra center and david g was uh, like a, i think he worked in stock exchanges in, in right. new york kind of real go-getter hard charger doing really well around the time of the twin towers coming down he had this kind of epiphany as well saying this is not what i want to do with the rest of my life he went off to india spent a long time trying to figure out who he was and do a bit of soul searching there Mm. and then he was getting more and more into that and, and then he decided when he met deepak chopra he worked there and did a lot of the meditation practice and he was able to combine his his passion which was around meditation with his skills which was around finance and and uh, corporate setups which he was able to do for for chopra so he kind of was able to do a bit of both and and that, that was very interesting because I think a lot of the time when, you know, when a lot of people are looking to make a change and do something totally different, some of the reasons that they, that doesn't work out is because they've gone a complete right angle to what they were good at or what they've experienced in. This is interesting. So the, so instead of taking his old life and throwing it in the waste bin, the waste paper basket, he, he managed to couple it with this kind of new life and use the two of them together, yep. maybe interchangeably or whatever, yeah? Yeah, he was able to use the skills that he had, but in an environment 
that he believed in. Maybe he had the, the, the values were aligned with his own values. He could practice and do all the meditation and, and, and mindfulness that he wanted, but still use some of his skills to run, you know, run budgets, run an organization. Um, and so it was all about values alignment and, and something he believed in. And I think that's very, very important that, uh, to be passionate about what you do and and still earn a, a living, I guess you know if you can find those an overlap between those two things. You still there? Losing you again slightly. Yeah. Are you back? Sorry, I'm not sure yes, what's going on there. I've got you there again. Yeah. Sorry, no man. I'm not sure why. I, I don't know. But um, are you on wireless? Are you? Wireless connection. No, well, I'm up upstairs. Yeah, it's probably wireless upstairs. So, right, sure. Look, I have you back now. So that's that's okay, good. Okay. So, um, yeah. So, uh, I, you're, I think you may be right. I know I've experienced it. Whereas, you know, you're you're so at odds with maybe the thing that you were doing before, um, and maybe experienced some difficulty in that regard, whatever it is, and you just decide to throw it all out and start something else. And uh, even in even in doing that, uh, in that transition from one thing to another there's 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 a huge adjust adjustment um that can be quite difficult to kind of deal with you know yeah i think so and you know again i i would imagine haven't done it so so i don't know but from talking to people that have have done it and maybe it didn't work out they just didn't do enough planning in the background they didn't yeah try and balance the two worlds for a while to say this is really what i want and then take it off. It was kind of a, a, a again, a, a, a spur of the moment decision, maybe. And that's impulse. You know, people are, can be impulsive. And maybe it goes back to learned a lot over the last while from a lot of this is that the people that are happiest and maybe most successful and are doing well have a very good sense of who they are and what their values are and what makes them tick and are at peace with that. Um, and I think makes making decisions then that connect back into those is is key you know yeah you have a lot of books on your shelf behind you there what what's uh what's kind of what's on your what's open on your desk at the minute <laughs> the one i've just finished um so one of my my january challenge to myself was to read for 30 minutes every day um and i, I did that so that, that that helped me get through a number of books i'm just um hold on let me see now what's the one one second So the one I'm just pretty much finishing up was I went through a phase last year of buying a bunch of sports. Is that one okay? Yeah, go again. Sports psychology. Oh, yeah. Can you see it? Yes, indeed. Sports psychology, a practical guide. And it's um, it's just one I, I picked up last year. I hadn't got around to reading it. And I suppose doing, doing a bit of coaching and work and kind of coaching teams and focusing on leadership and high performance, yeah. I wanted to look at some of the, the tools or techniques that come out of sports psychology to see if there's ones that you could map or align nicely with um with business and and with mm. the corporate world so again nice practical handbook got some kind of powerpoint slides out of it some tools that you can test out um that was that was pretty good nearly finished it. Who, who's the writer uh, the guy that did it dr arnold Le, leunds Okay. Had, yeah, and I think they do a number of different kind of practical guides for different areas. But 
nice little book. Um, earlier in the year, I read, uh, I read, speaking of Deepak Chopra, I read his book called Buddha, um, which is about uh, Buddha, about uh, Siddhartha, I think, and Gautama, Gau- yeah. I think he's called at different points during the way. Is it like a fictional version of um, Buddha's story? Uh, quite interesting. Learned a bit about it, um, but it was one I had for a while. And uh, and then actually, the last one I mentioned, um, there's a guy from Cork, Hugh O'Donovan. He is he's uh, he used to be in the army for a number of years. Uh, he played for Munster and rugby back in the probably 70s, late 80s, maybe. Uh, hopefully I'm not doing him a disservice there on his age. But he then moved into uh, lecturing. Uh, he's, a, he's a degree in psychology. Um, and he set up a couple of programs down here, master's courses in, in kind of meditation and positive psychology. And he wrote a book called Mindful Walking, um, which is doing quite well. I think he has it out a few years um and we i interviewed him there a few weeks ago just about the idea behind mindful walking and how he I suppose how he came up with that and how the the writing process went um so so they were kind of the main ones i've read so far this year i don't typically read fiction uh yeah i don't get a whole lot out of it i just kind of like to dive into these other uh, areas yeah practical and stuff i can learn from because it's just hard to switch that always on kind of passion for learning bits and pieces Tell me this: If you were if you were sixteen again, or if you met your sixteen-year-old self, what piece of advice? If you could give them one piece of advice, what would it be? Mm, I, I was thinking about that one, and when I was sixteen, my first choice for my I suppose I did my leaving cert around sixteen, seventeen. Psychology was what I wanted to do, number one, and it was in Trinity. Uh, it was like five hundred and whatever points, um, and I came. I got my second place choice, which was communications in DCU. If I went back, because I, I was hell bent on getting away from home and living this life that I, you know, had that freedom in in my life, um, which was at the time I felt I didn't have, and and that was the most important thing of of working hard, studying hard, getting a good leaving cert, and taking whatever came my way, even though what I really wanted to do was psychology. I missed out by about 20 points. I still went to DCU, got got you know got away, got that whole freedom, dropped out after three months uh, in Dublin, and then kind of had, had a wasted year in a way, and then started in Galway six, uh, the following September and, and was doing a very solid degree in IT, which, you know, which was grand and it's got me along the way. But my whole journey, I suppose, has got me around to where I probably wanted to be originally. Yeah. Um, so my advice back would have been to to repeat your leaving cert maybe and and just just do it again yeah. uh, so that you could actually maybe go down that path. Uh, no regrets, like do it, you know. It's never too late, you know. I, I think I'm kind of doing it in lots of ways now because I've done you know the diploma in coaching and a lot of that is is uh, performance related, psychology related, mm. um, and and doing. Doing the podcasting is like a you know a, a kind of a an on the, on the fly practical MBA. psychology. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're learning as you go, and yeah. I might have a you know a, a degree of, of psychology behind me. Um, mm. But I, I feel I'm learning a lot from doing it. Uh, maybe one day I, I would like to do do it just to have and go into the the more detailed principles of yeah. of different topics. Um, 
but uh, yeah, at the moment, as I said, I've done this, the, the diploma in, in coaching uh, and, and I've qualified as a coach. So I'm kind of touching it um, and we'll see. But but yeah, go back to 16. Maybe just look, take a, take another year. You don't have to, your freedom will come. It's not that important. But there was no talking to me at 16. Yeah, no, no. sure. There's not who, who, who listens at 16 or 17. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. yeah, maybe some of us, maybe some of us do it to the wrong people. I don't know. That's it. Um, if all your financial, most of us work for money mm-hmm. to live, and that's our means of exchange. It's a necessary part of life. But if all your financial needs were met, and you didn't need to work for money, what would you do? Um, I think what I would do, and it, it would probably be a combination of. Of, of kind of what I'm doing right now, like so the the in the day job work I'm doing project management and there's an element of people management and and I enjoy getting things done. You know those fundamentals, yeah. their principles are part of of who I am. So I'll always have this structured approach to getting stuff done, and um, so those skills would still be uh, utilized. And then doing more, I suppose, more of the, the the morning and before work and after work activities that we're talking about uh, yeah like i've no I, I don't have any designs or or or, be, or or beliefs in that i'm will set up a, you know a world recognized podcast and and be earning and i know financial doesn't come into it um it'd be it'd be more just throwing yourself into more of these conversations and, and more time to put them out there and um uh, yeah and and just digging into talking to these people that you're you kind of admire you have an interest in and and, and figuring out what they they they're they're all about i think i'd, I'd spend a bit more time maybe writing I, i'd love to kind of put more time into putting out content that i um i, I think with the writing process what's really good is because it's helping me crystallize a lot of the stuff that's going on in my head does that yeah and then it's yeah. kind of okay well that's actually where i'm at at this point in time so that's good so I'd like to spend a bit more time doing that because there's there is a lot of stuff that's still knocking around in there, um, and and just keep doing some of this passionate stuff like help. If I could do more coaching, helping people, you know, I talk to to to, to clients. I do a lot of pro bono stuff in the coaching, and a lot of the challenges they're facing are, you know, confidence or their conflict at work or, or career changes, and um, I, I just have gone gone through a lot of that figuring that stuff out myself and um being able to help them kind of get to different places is very very rewarding it's just it's 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 just really nice to yeah. to get sort of satisfaction from knowing you do that so it'd be a combination of those things i don't think there's you there a bit yeah. jack of all master of none sorry I was just saying, like yourself, we're probably a bit of jack of all trades, master of none, and you like the variety and get get your hands dirty in different areas. And I, I think I'll always like that. I, I don't think I, I don't think if I had financial no financial issues, I wouldn't probably buy a you know a, a bar or a restaurant and just focus everything on that. Mm. Uh, spend spend my days that way. I think it'll just be a mix of of all different things. You know. I think it's um, I think it's valuable. I was only writing about this recently that uh, we spend some time going broad, uh, but uh, like we were talking about earlier on, picking that hour, picking those two hours or three hours to go deep, you know, on a, on mm-hmm. a particular subject and spend uh, assigned periods of our day 
in that kind of mode, you know. Um, mm -hmm. So whatever, whatever it is, whether it's writing an article or creating a creating a podcast episode or whatever it happens to be, or research or whatever we're doing, I think it's mm. I think it's vital, you know. But uh, listen, we're gonna um, we're gonna wrap it up now. Uh, we're just coming on forty minutes, and I want to thank you for joining me. Um, where can where can people find your stuff and listen to your show? Yeah, brilliant. Thanks for the opportunity, um, Larry. It was it was good to, to. I always like when I'm the other side of the mic, I guess, and when I'm listening to guests, stuff that's triggering off. I'm normally taking lots of notes, but then when you're actually talking stuff about yourself, certain things come up. So um, it's always good to do that. Uh, my website is robofthegreen.ie or .com. It'll it'll work on both. Um, have everything there, so the the the, the podcasts are there. Um, the blog posts and I do a video one minute Monday I do a kind of a one minute inspirational type thing I wouldn't say inspirational maybe I'll take that word back it's more what's going on in my head at the moment that I'd like to share and see if if it resonates with people um, and try to do it in a minute under two minutes it's still one minute sort of um, so all of the stuff is there um, you can you can email me from there and then on all the usual platforms of the social media type uh, at Rob of the Green is pretty much all of them. And then Rob O'Donoghue on LinkedIn. I haven't I haven't changed my persona from no. my my real self or that. Your, so, yeah, uh, your does it, which is your alter ego? Is it this? Is it this one <laughs> or is it your professional then, day job? Who's, who's the alter ego? I'm spending more time in uh, in one or the other at the moment. Uh, it's hard to know. It's 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 a sub personality. They're 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 in harmony at the moment. I think. Oh, excellent! Yeah, listen. Thanks very much, man, for coming on. And uh, we had a conversation a little while ago, and it's, it's about time we we uh, or I returned the the compliment. So, um, I would suggest huh? any of you folks watching or listening later on check out Rob's podcast. Uh, very. Um, Rob's personality interview style is, uh, I think it's very good and very good to listen um, and take on board with some of the people, some really interesting people um, Rob's interviewed. So definitely something to check out. Thanks again, Rob, for joining me tonight. So um, that's it. Thanks for joining me. And thanks very much, Rob, for coming on board. I'll see you later. Have a good weekend. Take it easy. So how did you find it? A good show? Hopefully, do take a second or two to let me know. And before you do dive off, just a couple of quick call-outs. The new podcast, the 864, 15 minutes long, in fact, 864 seconds is the aspiration, is now out and ready for listening. Check it out on the site. Go to the podcast page. There's a link for 864 there. Or go on to Apple Podcasts and subscribe. That would be awesome. The 864 is all you have to search for. And it's in all other podcast platforms that you can think of or should be so have a listen every week i release a one minute monday video clip which is also a tip to hopefully make you one percent better check that out it's on the website on the video page did you also know that only about one percent of listeners to podcasts not just my own but all leave a rating leave a review 
get in touch or give feedback and i would love if we could book that trend and put it to two percent for this one so please do take the time to give me a bit of feedback give me some ideas about future guests or whatever the hell comes into mind just get in touch or rate or review the podcast on apple that helps i'm available at all of the social platforms pretty much all at rob of the green that's either with or without the at sign but you'll find it under that moniker so hopefully i'll hear from you there last couple of quick ones support so i do offer some pro bono coaching get onto the website the support page to get in touch few hours a month happy to do that and if you would like to support the podcast that would be awesome you can do so through patreon and also through purchasing books through the book page on the website that goes through amazon and we get a little percentage i'm not even sure what but it's something and finally just to say thanks for taking the time to listen to the podcast i know there's lots of other shows out there it means a lot that you're checking this one out so have a great rest of day week month year whatever it may be and hopefully you're getting one percent better as a result of these shows take care and good luck